Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. So we have been talking a lot about these new policing powers that the liberals have passed to deal with uh, impaired driving. And we're going to continue talking about them because, you know, it's really just now that we've started to break down and kind of realize how they're going to impact us all, you know, kind of anywhere, anytime. Cops don't even need reasonable suspicion and you can't say no. And now no reasonable person would say that we should not be, you know, going hard on things like impaired driving. We need to. But giving such wide policing powers is not the way to go. And that this government is doing it makes even less sense. Because after all, this is the government that, you know, cloaks itself in the charter. That uh, couldn't wait to get rid of Stephen Harper's uh, draconian mandatory minimums. Because they felt it could be abused. Well, hello? Can't overreaching powers be abused? Hello? This goes is way beyond. And uh, the bottom line is, I don't want to paint all cops. It's not like I'm going after the cops and saying, well, they're so unreasonable. They're just showing up en masse at everyone's door. That's, that's not going to happen. But the point is, there are a lot of unknowns about this. And... Um, You know, I get that they needed to put something in place to deal uh, with their loosey-goosey pot legislation, but I think this adds far, far more problems that are going to end up at, of course, the Supreme Court. And it's not going to do anything to actually stop impaired driving issues. And I think, you know, for those so offended by carding, I don't know how this is better. Because essentially, police have now been given permission to card everyone under the guise that well, we're just fighting impaired driving. No? Let's bring in Abby uh, Deshman to this conversation. She's the director of criminal justice uh, program over at the Canadian Civil Liberties Association. She joins us now. Abby, when it comes to this particular piece of legislation, I think on the surface a lot of people will be very happy because no one wants to see impaired driving uh, continue. And, and on the surface, uh, I think people thought it was great. But as we see it rolling out, it's being, you know, a lot of holes are being poked into it. Uh, absolutely. We know that impaired driving is a serious concern in Canada. That's a real priority for Canadians and obviously the government to address what is a very serious public safety risk. Uh, but at the same time, not all laws that are passed to address public safety risks are good laws. Um, and in this case, for quite some time now, we have had serious concerns about the constitutionality mm-hmm. of this new law, the expansion of police powers, um, and the impact that it would have on racial minorities mm-hmm. and other people who are subject to police suspicion, uh, regardless of whether they actually have done anything wrong or whether that suspicion is grounded in reality. In other words, like to the, to me, it sounds like we've just uh, essentially legislated carding on a mass scale, um, and this is so rife with holes in it that everyone's going to be carded now. Because well, that's what this is. We have definitely expanded police powers to randomly stop, mm-hmm. search, and demand uh, bodily samples from individuals. 
And in the past, uh, that has required the police to actually show they had some basis for doing so. And we've eliminated that in the law now. And it is absolutely going to lead to incidents where people are stopped on the basis of very, very questionable police judgment. And so, you know, it, it puzzles me a little bit because this particular government was uh, was very uh, critical of Stephen Harper uh, calling his mandatory minimums, you know, draconian. And here we have the justice minister, who is a lawyer herself, who should have known when she crafted this legislation that this would, in fact, go uh, make it to the Supreme Court. It will be challenged, no question about it. Is this um, a matter of just being very sloppy or do they truly believe that this legislation is the right way to go? are very well known to the government. Um, there were many groups that came before committee and said they thought this legislation was unconstitutional. Mm-hmm. The Senate actually stripped yeah. the yeah. police powers from the legislation mm-hmm. uh, in their committee, and it ended up getting put back in before the bill was passed. So this has been an active point of discussion with the government, and uh, I think it's absolutely right that we will see this issue go to the courts. Getting back to your point on the Senate, I mean, they did truly try to fight this and say this is going to cause you know, real problems because you're going to have all these cases being challenged or tossed out of courts. Um, And why didn't the liberals listen to that? Well, it's a good question. I think um, this change came at the same time as the legalization of Mm -hmm. cannabis. It's a change that has been called for by uh, advocates Um, who are concerned about impaired driving for many, many years. So it's not um, a novel idea, and it is something that has been in place in other jurisdictions. So the government was looking to those. But, you know, we've looked at the evidence. um, We've looked at impaired driving rates in Canada. Um, Part of our assessment was how much is this going to impact impaired driving, if at all, and we just didn't think that the evidence was there that this is going to make a big difference in Canada. Yeah, and and the other issue is, you know, we've had a big backlog in the courts, um, and one of the purposes of, of decriminalizing or, or legalizing, I should say, uh, marijuana was to get the courts rid of these, you know, throwaway cases of small, petty cases. And here we are now uh, with a law that's going to result in a lot more people being charged and adding a whole level of of court cases that are going to do the exact thing we're trying to fix. It is going to result in an enormous amount of litigation. Uh, Impaired driving is one of the most heavily litigated areas of the criminal code. Um, And we not only have this legal change, we have an entirely new codification of most of our impaired driving laws. It is a huge legal change that is going to result in a lot of hours spent by our courts, lawyers, appellate courts, um, sorting out the constitutionality and interpretation of these provisions, absolutely. Yeah, we're just uh, we're having a little bit of a of a trouble with uh, your technology, which is uh, the one thing they should fix in this country is the technology. <laughs> um, so forgive us, uh, listeners, to that. Um, the other area, you know, what are you telling people? Because I think a lot of people will look at this and go, eh, "It's not going to happen to me," you know, "It's not going to catch me." But the bottom line is. Um, if you get one of those cops who's going to try to meet a quota, is going to, um, you know, try to be an eager beaver, there will be officers. And I don't want to paint them all with a broad stroke, but there will be officers that, you know, snare people that didn't think they'd get caught in this. And then all of a sudden, uh, Abby, they're looking at court costs, you know, legal fees. These things, until you're met with them, are not a problem until you're like, oh, my God, what do I, what do, I do? So what are you telling people? Well, for now, uh, it's 
still a battle that has to be fought in the courts. So, you know, the best advice is standard legal advice. Um, you, if you're pulled over by the police and they demand a breast sample, uh, it is a crime to refuse that demand right now. Um, and that has been the case and will continue to be the case. So your best option is to ask to speak to a lawyer and heed that lawyer's advice um, and then get an actual individual defense. And is is the Civil Liberties Association, are other civil liberties groups, are you planning to challenge this? Yeah, well, so there definitely will be legal challenges. Usually the way they come up is through individuals who unfortunately are charged and then mount constitutional challenges in the context of their defense. So we are actively looking for those challenges that are going before the courts, and I have no doubt we will be involved in them. Abby, are there other areas of this legislation that are going to appear, given your experience with the committee and being there uh, during the, um, the the crafting of this legislation that, that might have raised an eyebrow that people haven't yet seen? Because really, if it weren't for Sean O'Shea of Global, um, you know, exposing this elderly gentleman who was trying to, you know, return bottles and found himself carded, I don't think we'd be talking about it the way we are. Are there any other, you know, surprises um, that people should be looking for? Yeah, um, so one of our core concerns relates to the drug-impaired driving offenses. Uh, so they've set absolute limits in the law about the concentration of THC that you can have in your blood. Uh, but THC doesn't correlate to impairment in mm-hmm. the same yeah. way that alcohol does. So we're going to find people who may be medical marijuana users who have higher levels of THC in their blood, but who are absolutely not impaired. They're perfectly fine to operate the car, but they are going to um, find themselves charged uh, because they are over a certain limit. But the science just isn't there to back up um, the law. And uh, it's pretty Byzantine. Uh, I won't get into it, but um, there are a lot of legal nuances to impaired driving that are, it's going to take years to sort out. Yeah. Well, hey, we got legal marijuana and we've opened up ourselves to a, you know, a bunch of problems that I don't think people expected, but uh, well, welcome to 2019. Abby, thank you so much uh, for joining us. I appreciate it. Thank you. My pleasure. Abby Dashman joining us tonight from the uh, criminal uh, well, the Canadian Civil Liberties Association, who will be very busy with this one. Who will they ever? Here on Point, I'm Alex Pearson with Global News Radio.